Parade Company to Fisher Building. Parade Company to Fisher Building. Do you, do you copy? Come in, Fisher Building. I copy. There you are. Hi, <laughs> Renee. Good morning, Michael. Oh, my gosh. I am down here at the Parade Company ahead of the uh, JR Morning Show uh, pancake breakfast at the Parade Company. I don't know if you've ever been here, Renee. I have not, and I'm so incredibly jealous. Is it as awesome as I think it is in my head? Well, let, let me tell you this. Number one, it the outside is kind of like a nondescript, like, industrial building. Which is probably a good idea. Right, exactly. There's a whole lot of expensive stuff in here. Um, <laughs> you don't and, really want to billboard that. And then you walk in, and literally I felt like the Grinch where my heart grew three sizes because <laughs> it it is awesome in here. Aww. Not to rub it in, but... <laughs> But, yeah, maybe next year we could sneak you in. Yeah, pretty, that would be great. It's pretty cool down here. Maybe I'll bring you back some pancakes please or something. Please do. I'll try to keep them warm. A little extra syrup, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, me too. You know, the thing is, um, what people don't know is you have to syrup the bottom and the top of your pancakes. But but I digress. <laughs> we need to get on to the news. And, and Romulus made some national news yesterday. Scary situation. It kind of brought back um, thoughts of, East Palestine, Ohio, with that train derailment. I believe uh, Wick Road and Shook Road, and that's still closed, isn't it? Yep, and we're going to get into that in traffic. But, yeah, they're still dealing with that cleanup. Now, luckily, uh, Romulus Mayor Robert McCrate said in a statement um, that there appears to be no injuries, no immediate threat to the public, although a school was evacuated mm-hmm. and uh, most of the cars were empty. So we, we kind of dodged a disaster situation there. Yeah, 10 to 14 cars derailed. Uh, what a mess it is down there. Like you said, fortunately, no threat to the public health. Uh, the majority of the cars were empty. So, boy. Yeah. And when people talk about infrastructure, you know, you think of, you think of uh, like, roads and freeways. But, I mean, these, these train derailments seem to be happening more and more frequently. And I think... Maybe there needs to be a little more emphasis on the the, the railroads. Yes, I mean, especially you're driving around town, and I don't know who's responsible for this, if it's the railroads or if it's the, the cities. But, I mean, there are, there are some railroad crossings where you feel like you're going to bust a tire. And if you bust a tire on a railroad crossing, who's responsible for and, that? And it's one of the oldest modes of transportation. You think that it would be one of the most fine-tuned modes of transportation. Right, especially with all the commerce that that passes right. through. Right. So, uh, but yeah, it sounds like um, the biggest headache in all this is the traffic and uh, the road closures. So I guess we'll take it when when you compare it to other disasters that have happened uh, um, regarding derailed trains. Um, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, he's back in Israel. Getting word from the Israeli army, they have Gaza City surrendered, uh, surrounded, I'm sorry. And the good news, Renee, is that it seems like over 70 more Americans got out of Gaza at the Rafah crossing the other day um, to safety. It seems like uh, evacuations into Egypt out of Gaza are picking up. And uh, President Joe Biden um, is reiterating a call that he's been making since since this whole conflict started. Yeah, yes, uh, Wednesday, 
President Joe Biden said Wednesday that a pause was needed in the Israel-Hamas war to allow more time to get prisoners out. I think we need a pause, Biden said in response to a question from a protester who interrupted him at a campaign reception in Minnesota. Asked to clarify what a pause meant, he said a pause means give time to get the prisoners out. The protester, who identified herself as Rabbi Jessica Rosenberg, said she wanted Biden to call for a ceasefire. She said, Mr. President, you care about Jewish people. As a rabbi, I need you to call for a ceasefire right now. After the crowd tried to quiet her, she said, I would love for you to answer my question, at which point Biden called for a pause. He went on to say, this is incredibly complicated for the Israelis. I can thoroughly understand the emotions of the Palestinian side of the argument and the Jewish side of the argument. A White House official later said Biden was not making a new policy announcement when he called for a pause in the fighting, but was emphasizing his belief that aid in the release of additional hostages, a temporary ceasefire or pause would be necessary. Yeah, and and he's kind of changed his verbiage because he called for a ceasefire, I think, earlier this week or late last week, and that was pretty much turned down by Benjamin Netanyahu, who said that's not going to happen. Fellow uh, high-profile Democrat Hillary Clinton even came out and said that people calling for a ceasefire against Hamas don't know Hamas. Uh, so it, now it sounds like he's kind of changing and saying, no, nah, it's not a ceasefire. It's just, just temporary pauses in the fighting. And something you and I were watching yesterday, Renee, the U.S. House actually ended up passing that standalone bill to send $14.3 billion of aid to Israel. Uh, this is the first piece of legislation under new House Speaker Mike Johnson. Now, President Biden Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, they have all lobbied in favor of a $100, $100 billion aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and other areas which have been met with opposition by the far right. And so so the House Republicans, they have separated the funding to Israel. They've separated the funding to Ukraine. And it sounds like um, the infighting between Republicans is spilling out of the House into the Senate because this is expected to not pass in the Senate uh, by either Republicans or Democrats, and Joe Biden will veto it. So This seems par for the course. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, just because they have a new speaker doesn't mean things are going <laughs> to be getting done in there. Right. So, uh, Auto workers at Ford's Wayne Assembly Plant, they were the first to get the call to go on strike, and they got the first crack of the vote to ratify the proposal deal between the UAW and Ford. Uh, they approved it by 81%. Um, all other Ford plants across the country, they'll be holding similar 24-hour votes. We may not know the results until mid-month, but honestly, Renee, I'd be shocked if all three of these didn't pass by a wide margin. We need to get these guys in here to get some voting done. Get them in there and take care of business. Yeah, send Sean, send Sean Fain over to the House. He'll whip them into shape pretty darn quick. Right. And Fain was, uh, he went on Facebook yesterday to address this Atlantis deal. Pretty much the same thing he said about the Ford deal. Squeezed every uh, dime out of the big three. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's a... Uh, that, that's a good idea, Renee. Could you imagine if <laughs> Sean Fain was Speaker of the House and oh then the Republicans God. were uh, negotiating a new UAW deal? <laughs> He'd bring his garbage can with him. This is trash. Right. <laughs> uh, this funding bill is going in the garbage. It's trash <laughs> where it belongs. That's right. And here in the state of Michigan, it seemed like uh, our legislature was pretty busy. Um 
passing their own set of bills the other day. Yeah, the uh, the Michigan House voted late Wednesday in favor of putting new protections for abortion rights in state law. Uh, but legislators had to remove significant provisions from the measures in order to get the bills through the chamber. Supporters have labeled the proposals the Reproductive Health Act because they attempt to add language to state laws that say every individual has a fundamental right to reproductive freedom. However, before the votes Wednesday, Democrats who control the state house had to drop elements of the bills that would have allowed Medicaid funding for abortion care. And that would have done away with the 24 hour waiting period before obtaining an abortion. Representative Karen Whitsett had opposed both pre provisions of the bills and Democrats needed her vote. Without the provisions, the bills passed along with uh, excuse me, along party lines, 56 to 54, with Witsit in support. Republicans voted against the bills on Wednesday, arguing that they diminish standards that ensure safety at abortion clinics. The bills are on their way to Whitmer's desk with votes to take place on some of the bills in the Senate. All right, and uh, a lot going on. We'll be right back. It's First Thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale on WJR. Renee, coming to you this morning from the Fisher Building. I'm actually down at the Parade Company ahead of the uh, annual Pancake Breakfast. And special thanks to America's Thanksgiving Parade presenting sponsor Gardner White for the beautiful broadcast set here. Uh, it looks like a TV set. For over 111 years, Gardner White has remained family-owned and operated right here in Michigan. Thank you for all you do in the community. And, Renee, one of the rites of passage for living in Michigan is that annual summer trip down to Sandusky. Oh, heck yeah. Going to Cedar Point and uh, out what ride you're going to ride first. Well, I'm I'm good for about two roller coasters. And then I'm that guy uh, that, that you want to invite along because then I'll just be sitting on the bench holding everyone's stuff while you go on the Magnum and everything. All your stuffed animals that you've won in the midway and such. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do want to get down to hollow weekends one day, but um, will Cedar Point still soon be called Six Flags over Sandusky? That's a great See, question. I hope they keep the name because uh, what, what we're talking about, Cedar Point's parent company, Cedar Fair, which also owns Kings Island, Michigan Adventure, and a number of other amusement parks around the country. They're merging with Six Flags. It's an $8 billion deal, and uh, Six Flags has 27 amusement parks, 15 amusement parks. So this is a, a really big merger. And uh, I don't really see much changing. I, I, I actually had no idea Kings Island and Michigan Adventure were now owned by Cedar Point. Um, I do know, you know, Cedar Fair has had some issues recently um, with injuries by the Top Thrill Dragster. They closed it down, then yeah. reopened it. And then do you remember uh, it was around July 4th? There was that video of that roller coaster in Charlotte where that guy could see daylight between a steel beam and its rivets. Uh, That's nightmare fuel. Yeah, it is. Have you ever been stuck at the top of a, of a, of a uh, roller coaster? No, but my sister went to Cedar Point <laughs> last year last summer and got smacked by a bird oh my god on a roller coaster <laughs> yeah like fabio <laughs> yeah she totally got fabio oh my god do you know what that smells like apparently dead fish wait uh it's getting a, hit by a bird yeah she got hit by a seagull i can't stop laughing about you know this. that is one fun fact i could have gone my whole life without knowing <laughs> apparently when you got smacked by a bird on a roller coaster it smells like dead fish there oh you my go goodness. there's your fact for the day I, what, is she okay did she bust her nose like fabio or what no but i'm going to show you the pictures it's gold and she's oh. going to kill me for sharing the story sorry carla
I was going to say, maybe you should post it on uh, your Twitter or something. Yeah, oh, I've, I've shared it. Trust me. Okay, good. So people <laughs> so people can see it. <sighs> um, here you go, Renee. This sounds like a tour that's custom made for the both of us. My favorite band growing up, Green Day. Your favorite band, Smashing Pumpkins. They're going to be uh, coming to town on their uh, tour, uh, Comerica Park, September 4th. And I would be excited about going to this, but I am not optimistic that tickets will be affordable. No, it's definitely not. Tickets are going to go on sale to the general public 10 a.m. November 10th. Uh, city card holders are going to have access to tickets on the pre-sale. That's going to run from 10 a.m. Tuesday uh, through 10 p.m. on November 9th. Fans can also gain early access to tickets by registering for Green Day's, ma- Green Day's mailing list by Tuesday. Uh, but no, this is not going to be an affordable show because any tickets for shows in our age group are ridiculous nowadays. I remember back in 2019, before dynamic pricing, I was able to see Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy for less than $40. And that's the truth. Yeah, You won't even be able to get a concert shirt for that price. But talking about you just you just said it a second ago, uh, a second ago, these bands in our age group, uh, you know, Green Day's American Idiot came out 20 years ago. Their their breakout <sighs> album, Dookie, came out 30 years ago. When, when, did the, when did the pumpkins come on the scene? Early 90s? Yep. Ninety three, I believe. Are these bands classic rock at this point? Um, it's funny you say that because I was listening to the classic rock station on the oh. way in and I heard Disarm. So, yes. Wow. Yeah. Well. I'm not I'm not old enough for my favorite bands to be classic rock, but I guess I, I guess what's the threshold like 25 years? Yeah, think? so that's what? the reality. So then, what does that make what classic rock used to be like? The Eagles or Led Zeppelin? Or, Oldies? Or, oh man, I think that's what that is. Okay, yeah. Well, here's the thing: at, at least if our favorite bands are classic rock now. Everyone will be sitting politely at the concert instead of you having, like, some super tall guy in the mosh yeah, pit in front I, of you blocking I, your I was going to say, do mosh pits still happen at that point? Because then you're breaking things. Yeah, mosh pit's a young man's game. I've, <laughs> I've been general admission since my early 30s. So. Uh, Baskin Robbins is coming out with something I, I, I think sounds not quite as revolting as being hit in the face buy a bird smoke like dead fish, but it's it's pretty close. Yeah, they announced their new flavor of the month, and it's called Turkey Day Fixins. It combines flavors of sweet potato and autumn spice, and it mixes in sweet chunks of honey cornbread with tart swirls of cranberry sauce. It's available all month long at Baskin-Robbins locations nationwide, and they're also taking pre-orders for their, their turkey cake which thankfully does not include actual turkey. It just looks like a bird that's fresh out of the oven. It can be filled with any ice cream with legs made from sugar cones, and it's also lathered with caramel praline glaze, which gives it, quote, juicy sheen. The turkey cake is a good idea. That sounds good. Yeah, that looks like it would be a good conversation piece on the table. Right, you just kind of have to get over that mental hurdle of, um, you know, your your you're eating ice taste. cream, something right. sweet, not savory. The Thanksgiving sides flavored ice cream. Uh, do do these companies have like a department of bad ideas inside their marketing department where yeah, it'll create a lot of buzz, but. Not a whole lot of revenue because there's you know, not going to be a lot of people buying this. I think that people will buy it out of curiosity. Right. So who cares? Once it's purchased, 
It doesn't matter. It's a limited time thing. The, once the purchase is done, it doesn't matter. Right. And, and people will buy it once. Right. And it'll, That's all they mo- care. It'll they be mostly people like on social media, like influencers trying to get, uh, you know, trying to get views of the algorithm once this goes viral. I remember 10, 15 years ago, remember Jones Soda? Yep, when they did the turkey Thanksgiving yeah. soda. Yeah, and that—that's exactly what happened. People bought it once and only once. But but you're right. If it's for a limited time, you get a quick little influx of cash. Yep. And then, um, you know, you move on to the next wacky one. morning shows that want to try it right. on the air. <laughs> yeah, Renee's got the mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes flavored ice cream, which is just probably frozen mashed potatoes. Gross. Makes me glad to be lactose intolerant. <laughs> Uh, on a conference call of Big Ten coaches this week, there were calls from numerous coaches uh, for Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti to discipline Michigan and Coach Jim Harbaugh over allegations that the program was sending staffer Connor Stallions to the games of upcoming opponents uh, to try to figure out their signals, according to anonymous source talking to the Associated Press. Now, I guess last night, Renee, um, there was a Zoom meeting of athletic directors meeting with Tony Petiti, and I guess that had a much more serious tone where in the conference call with coaches, he didn't, uh, he was kind of neutral, but I, I'm, I'm guessing when the athletic directors come together and they get in here, you probably take a little more seriously. I, to me, it sounds like uh, the commission is in a tough spot. I mean, it sounds like he has an ang- a lot of angry schools asking him to do something, but these allegations are new. There's been there still has to be an investigation. There's protocol within the NCAA where any discipline that's levied against Michigan can be appealed. That would take a number of months. So even if action was announced today, it wouldn't be resolved till after the football season. Now, here's my question. What if Michigan goes on to win the national championship, there's an investigation, and there's proof of illegal sign stealing? Would Michigan have to vacate their wins and the uh, and their national championship? Well, yeah, because it would be well after the fact. Didn't they say that this could extend well past January? Yeah. I, I mean, because, uh, like I said, even if an investigation is wrapped up and um, there's actually um, – you know, accusations levied against them after an investigation, they can appeal. And uh, an appeal would take uh, 90 days. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I have no idea how that works. I'll be honest. Here's my other question, too. All right. You know, Michigan is, is number two in the country. They're in the national championship chase. Would there be this big outcry if it were a team like Illinois or Purdue? You know, a team that's in last place not having as good of a season or. Is it more punctuated because Michigan's having such a great season? Not not saying it's right, but I'm wondering if there'd be less of an outcry when it was uh, if it were a team that's not doing as well. I would have to say that that's what the situation is. Nobody would care as much. In my guess, this is a complete guess to me, that if you were to investigate other schools, you probably would find that this is a widespread problem. Michigan just wasn't as good at uh, at hiding it as other as, as other schools. Right. But we'll see. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to bring in uh, Guy and Lloyd. We're down here live at the parade company. Uh, Renee, I'm looking at this giant globe. It kind of reminds me of that thing in Las Vegas, you know, that that new sphere. Oh, the sphere? It's going to call it the Detroit Sphere. Oh, nice. First thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. Up next at 6, it's JR Morning with Guy Gordon, Jamie Edmonds, and Lloyd Jackson. This is First Thing with Mike Parsons and Renee Vitale. 
and JR Morning coming up at 6 o'clock. We're live from the Parade Company. And, Renee, I'm going to give you a multiple-choice question. Okay. Which celebrity big head did Guy Steele and is wearing right now? A, <laughs> Stevie Wonder. B, Gordy Howe. Uh, C, LK Line. Uh, I'm going to go with LK Line. Uh, D, Bo it's actually the more crim one. I I'm going with Bo Schembeck. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. What a cool place. Uh, I've never been here before, but walking in these doors, guys, I, I, I immediately was snapped from, from, from the Halloween hangover to um, – to, to being right in the holiday spirit. Ah, uh, yeah. how cool. This is a great, this, this, is, this is great. You know, I, I just remember coming down here covering this um, as a reporter, but I also remember coming down here as a child with school and and touring the parade company and seeing all the floats and, and, and the volunteers that do such a wonderful job here with these floats. I mean, just sitting here, I mean, we're, we're looking at the Huntington Bank float, the Pet Supplies Plus float, C.S. Mott Children's Hospital. Every figure on them is designed and built from scratch. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the creativity and the craftsmanship in this room, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It, yeah, and I tried walking around getting pictures and videos of all the floats. I think I got to maybe a third of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I could just imagine being Lloyd and being a kid walking in here. Oh. I'm pushing 40, and I was, I, you know, I, I, I was in awe of the magic. I could only <laughs> imagine your, when you were a kid. Your inner child is, uh, is, is having fun this morning. It right? is. I told Renee I was like the Grinch, and my heart has grown three sizes just walking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? If I won the lottery – I don't think uh, my heart would be quite as generous. There's a, a guy, you sent us this press release the other day. Uh, the state house approved a bill Wednesday that would allow um, people who win multi-state lotteries in Michigan, like like the Powerball and Mega William, uh, Mega Mega Millions. <laughs> Mega, Mega, Mega Williams? Mega Williams. Yeah, that was, my, that was my name in my old career. Uh, current state law permits the me media from naming uh, winners and, and, and putting their name out in public. And uh, I don't know about you guys. If you won the lottery, would you guys like to stay anonymous? Or uh, Absolutely. I think it's way overdue. There are other states that, you know, allow these winners to remain anonymous because I just think when you can't and you win that type of money, you know, people start coming out of right. the woodwork. You put yourself in danger, I think. It's it's the one thing that has uh, kept me from you know I, I just told my wife honey don't buy the tickets I don't want to be a billionaire right the hassle of it all the, yeah oh my gosh I'll, I'll settle for big the, the the relatives I've never seen right uh, I tell the, the siblings my father sired years ago that we didn't even know about Every, everyone's got a business idea oh wait that me. wasn't yeah. my dad that was me <laughs> um, well local celebrity you know uh, what about you Renee would you tell anybody if if you won the lottery or would you would you be out there celebrating no there'd be signs though <laughs> <laughs> me too. you know what me too I, I i would still come to work but but the first minor inconvenience i'm gone yeah mike can you turn my mic on that's it i quit <laughs> you, you know one of the great myths out there is that the, the lottery money screws up people's lives it's a total myth. When they've done, they've actually did a study on this. They say yes, there is the outlier okay. yeah. who, like everything else, exactly. you know, it's too much of a good thing. Right. Those people were probably going to have issues anyway. They were. Yeah. Yeah. But most of them, this is a life-changing thing. So it's it, it, I get I get a little hacked off at the folk, but I also understand their desire to, that would to remain anonymous for security reasons. Well, I've always heard that you know if you are a person that is not liked and i don't want to say the word because you can't say it if you're not liked 
and you win this money, it kind of enhances. Are you talking that. about the south end of a northbound horse? There you yeah. go. Yeah, the lower region. Right. Money just makes you more of who you are. Exactly. Right. Uh, were you, you were about to say something, Renee. I would like to find out if money doesn't buy happiness. Let me find that out on my own, yeah. please. Yeah. I would like to fail trying. Yes. I, I agree. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, we, we lo- won the lottery this morning. We're broadcasting live from the Parade Company Pancake Breakfast. Uh, jam-packed show. Stay tuned. It's first thing Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale.